What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In My Prime podcast. Today, I'll be giving out five NFL props I locked in for the weekend. Sorry for bringing this, bringing you guys to this kind of late. Sorry for not being on the podcast ton recently. Going to be honest, going through a massive slump right now, mostly in NBA. But uh, it's been frustrating, man. I'm also in finals week for school, so that on top of that, just have haven't had much time or really motivation to really get out a ton of plays and stuff so yeah I've been a little bit down recently with all that stuff but hopefully this new NFL week brings us some good luck so anyways reasons why you guys came here give out the five props right away for anyone who is just here first one Chris Godwin over 40 and a half receiving yards played that at minus 120 at MGM played that two days ago so don't know what the line is there but I'd probably play that up to like 45 46 and a half or so Next one is James Cook, over 11.5 rushing attempts, minus 122 at FanDuel. We'll play this up to minus 130, maybe 12.5 at some plus money. Next one is Dallas Goddard, over 33.5 receiving yards, minus 117 at Caesars. Um, Would play this one up to like 35, 36.5 or so, I'd say. Next one, Roshan Johnson, over 16.5 rushing yards, minus 110 at DK. Would probably play this one up to seven or like 19 and a half or so. And then the next one, Hawkinson over 45 and a half receiving yards, minus 104 at Caesars. Would probably play that one up to like 47 and a half. Anyways, gonna get into the write ups real quick. Don't wanna make this too long, to be honest. I'm hungry as hell. Gotta eat a little bit. Got a few more things to finish up before done with school for a little bit. So, not gonna spend too much time on this, but. Chris Godwin over 40 and a half. So uh, honestly, man, this is just like a massive discount for Godwin. Uh, he's at 39 or more receiving yards in nine out of 12 games this year. Coming off of a goose egg, if you guys are familiar with my my lingo, my strategy, I fucking love betting on players coming off of a goose egg because I think truly it is only natural for a quarterback to look to get his guy involved in the following week. But especially like a good wide receiver like Chris Godwin. Like Chris Godwin should never be getting zero catches in a game. So I think they look to get him involved early and often. So he already played Atlanta this year. Uh, he finished a line of 12 targets, 6 receptions, 66 yards. He had his second highest target share of the season at 28%. So had some success against Atlanta. 66 yards, I mean, that's that's not that's pretty good for him this year. But, like, he left a lot of meat on the bone, you know, with 12 targets, only converting it into six receptions as well. So, yeah, had success against Atlanta. Um, time of year, we're seeing a ton of bad weather all over the place. I mean, you look at last week, look at this week, just a ton of dog shit weather. So, this game being in the dome, I think, is pretty important because, obviously, you get perfect passing conditions. But, yeah, guys, there's, like, if you look around, I think, like, New York, Baltimore especially, and maybe, like, Detroit a little or Chicago, Cincinnati a little bit. A lot of a lot of those games, but especially the Jets and the Ravens game, are really bad weather. So you gotta pay attention for that this that this time of year. So yeah, dome games are super nice, obviously, for passing at this time of year. So yeah, man, uh this is just like a really low line for Chris Godwin. It's a really good spot, uh, indoors coming off of a goose egg too. So really, really like this number. Like I said, I'd probably play this up to like 45, 44 and a half ish or something like that. Next one, James Cook, um, over 11 and a half rushing attempts. Look, guys, yeah, I, I know this game's an arrowhead. It can, like, you look at that initially, Chiefs, 
on the road, you're just like, oh, game script concerns. Uh, they're going to be playing from behind. But, guys, honestly, oh, sorry. dog's trying to bite a, a Diet Coke can. I got said no. Yeah, but honestly, guys, I, I really like the spot for Buffalo. So, uh, Buffalo, as we know, they're 6-6. Six and six. They're much better than that, than that record, obviously. Like, you see them move the ball with ease. Their defense isn't great, but they have Josh Allen. They're, they're a much better team than 6-6. Six and six. They really can't afford to lose much at all if they're thinking about make, if they want to make the playoffs, which clearly they do. So yeah, I think that they're going to be a very locked-in team moving forward. Obviously, they are coming off of a bye week here, so that helps. Um, and like, if we look at Kansas City, like, I mean, man, like their offense, like they're like they're just not the same, man. Like they're not the same team as old. So I'm really not like too worried about KC just getting up to a massive lead or something against them. Uh, KC, their offense is ranked ninth in EPA since week seven. So that's pretty good, but it's not like normal KC numbers by any means. So, yeah. Look at KC, run defense. They rank 26th in run D EPA since week seven. They allow the second most running back yards per carry. We saw last week AJ Dillon, who I don't think much of personally. Uh, he just went 18 for 73 on the ground. So, yeah, man, uh, this KC run defense is very vulnerable. They're just not a good run defense. Uh, look at James Cook. He's cleared this line in 10 of the 12 games this year. And l- the last couple weeks, uh, since new offensive coordinator Joe Brady took over, he's actually had 17 carries and then 16 carries as well. Uh, one of those games was against the Jets, so obviously very positive game script. Don't expect that. Then Philly last week, they didn't even have success on the ground, but still fed James Cook a lot. Uh, we all know that Josh Allen, he has a pretty massive turnover issue. So I, I do expect a decent amount of running from this Bills offense if they find early success on the ground, which they should because most teams find success on the ground against the Chiefs, quite frankly. So yeah, man, uh, I actually think that the game strip here will be just fine. Get a really good matchup against KC in their run defense. And obviously, 10 out of 12 hit rate on the year is also very nice. So really like James Cook over 11 and a half carries. Next one, the Dallas Goddard over 33 and a half receiving yards. Yes, he is coming off of injury, but it's not like it's like a lower body injury or anything. We usually only see like snap counts with injuries like hamstrings, ankles, knees, etc. All that stuff. What happened to Goddard is that he fractured his forearm, but he was a full practice all week. He's off the injury report. Seems like he's all good. This line feels like an injury discount when like like, there's no reason for him to be on a snap count because of a fractured forearm that's now good, you know? It's like, there's no, like, like aggravation to... There shouldn't be any aggravation to it like there would be with, like, a hamstring or, like, a lower body injury. So, yeah, man, I, I really don't think we see, a, in like, a snap count at all here. Uh, Goddard, this year, he's over in 6 out of 9 games. He was over in 9 out of 12 last year. He's averaged 53 receiving yards on the dot since last year in all those games. Played in Dallas this year. He went four. He had four targets, three receptions, fifty yards, and he left early in that one. That was actually the game that he fractured his forearm in, so didn't even play the full game. Uh, put up fifty yards, pretty solid. Uh, the game is in Dallas, so we know Dallas at home. They're just they put up points, man. They're a really damn good offense. Eagles defense, like they Eagles defense is just not good. Like overall, they're really bad against the pass. They're solid against the run, but. Yeah, the Eagles defense over, like as a collective unit is just not good, man. So I, I really think Dallas at all here is going to put up points. Like There's a pretty high over-under in this one. So yeah, man, uh, Dallas puts up points. We should see solid passing volume from Philly here once again. And of course, since it's in Dallas, we get a dome game. So 
another positive right there. So yeah, man, all in all, this line just is way too low for Goddard. It's like a, I think it's a really bad median projection, uh, specifically, especially for a game that they'll have to pass in. This line just feels completely like, uh, yeah, he's hasn't played, so he's gonna be limited when he didn't even have a lower body injury. He was a full practice all week, and um, yeah, man, so delivered out with the results here, but I feel like a median projection here should be like in the mid 40s or so. So, yeah. Next one, Roshan Johnson of the Bears, over 16 and a half rushing yards. This line also doesn't really make sense to me. Um, last week, without Foreman, so obviously, yes, Foreman is back for this one, but last week, without Foreman, with just Roshan and Herbert, Roshan outsnapped Herbert 74% to 21%. He outcarried him 10 to 6. So, yeah, so I think that what we should expect is that he's either going to be the run with the RB1, but if not, he's going to be the RB2 at worst and probably like an RB1A with Foreman back. So, yeah, man, like you play 74% of the snaps with Herbert playing, which is something we have never seen all year. He was always in like a 1B situation, so it's clear that he's gotten some more trust out of the coaching staff or something like that. So, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think that he's going to have a pretty state, like pretty solid floor role here. So, yeah. Really like the game environment for the Bears. Um, they are three-point underdogs, but... It's a windy, cold game in Chicago. You know, Goff with the small hands. Uh, he's a dumb quarterback. He always has been. So I don't expect Goff to really be too great here. And we also have a Bears run defense that is really good. So I think that this Lions offense overall might just struggle. The spread is set at three points. But like when you just like look at Lions on paper, Bears on paper, like we just like, oh, the Bears fucking suck. The Lions are fucking awesome. So I think the spread being at three points is pretty telling that this game is going to be very competitive. So, yeah, uh, Lions, since week seven, they rank 28th in run D success rate. So they don't really give up big plays on the ground, but, like, they're not, like, they're always giving up, like, little, like, nice little chunks of, like, three to seven yards and stuff like that. So, yeah, they don't give up really splash plays, but they're not really an amazing run defense. And, yeah, so obviously it's a cold, windy game in Chicago I expected the Bears also to be a run heavy team given the cold and winds given that they're a running team to begin with so yeah Roshan like he's cleared this line in eight out of ten games this year and I think that his like rush attempt floor is like the safest it's ever been maybe outside of last week but I think his rushing attempt floor is probably like the safest it's ever been uh in this week like going off of his usage from last week so yeah man like I think like four carries realistically could easily get him 17 yards, but I I think he's going to be around like eight to 10 or so, you know? So this line to me really doesn't make sense. Like I'm keeping it at one unit because I guess we don't know what it's going to look like completely with Foreman back in the mix. But yeah, man, like Roshan was like clearly, clearly the RB one last week. And I, I really just think he has a safe floor and like he's cleared this line in eight out of 10 games with like very unsafe floors in the past. So yeah, I think that this is like a whack line. I really do not think it should, should be the case here. Next and final play I have locked in is TJ Hawkinson, over 45 and a half receiving yards. And yeah, Jefferson is back, but I think that Justin Jefferson actually is going to open up the field a ton for Hawkinson here. I mean, in the past few weeks, it's been like very obvious where Dobbs is going to go with the football. And I think that maybe that's helped defenses kind of Game plan, game plan for him a little bit better. And, yeah, man, so I think that Jefferson being back isn't actually the worst thing in the world here. But it's definitely discounting this line a lot. 
So Hawkinson with Dobbs, we've seen him put up lines of 12 targets, 7 receptions, 69 yards, 15, 11, 134 yards, 7 uh, targets, 4 receptions, 55 yards, and then 6 targets, 5 receptions, 50 yards. So cleared this line in all four, obviously. Really nice volume with Dobbs. Uh, Dobbs, he's just a tight end guy, man. He loves his tight ends. <laughs> in Arizona this year, uh, if we look at tight ends, Zach Ertz and Trey McBride, they both had a 20, they had, so Ertz had a 23% targets per row ran, and a uh, Trey McBride had a 27% targets per row ran rate. So Dobbs has been absolutely loving to target his tight ends this whole year. So yeah, man, uh, based off of that, expect Hawkinson still have a pretty solid target share here. And also maybe with Jefferson back, obviously, like I said, mentioned opening up the field a little bit. Maybe we can get a little bit more efficiency as well here with Jefferson commanding a ton of defensive attention as he does on a week-to-week basis when he plays. This is yet another one that is in a dome. If you guys haven't uh, noticed a trend here, had three receiving overs. Both, all three are in domes. So yeah, game is in Vegas, uh, dome once again. Vegas, they're just like not a special defense at all. Like they're not really great in any aspects outside of Max Crosby being pretty good at generating pressure. They really just aren't a good defense. I don't have any concerns here. And yeah, man, this line just feels like an overreaction to the to the Jefferson news. When we know that Josh Dobbs love target loves targeting Hawkinson. We know that he loves targeting tight ends in general. And we don't know if like him and JJ are gonna have crazy on-field chemistry because if you think about how JJ plays too like Justin Jefferson's a very downfield receiver like deep crossers all that stuff Josh Dobbs like really isn't throwing the ball too far downfield so yeah man I I just think that Hawkinson genuinely might out-target JJ here and like he's got a very low line and games in the dome all that good stuff so yeah 45 and a half seems very very low for TJ all right, that's going to do it for this episode here. Uh, might do another episode tomorrow, to be honest, tomorrow afternoon. Just getting some plays out because we'll have a better better idea on, like, all this weather stuff. You know, it's, like, kind of tough to, like, project weather on a fucking Friday and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, man, definitely we'll have more plays coming, whether it's on Twitter, whether it is on here. I, I do want to and plan on doing a podcast tomorrow, though. So, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good one.